How are you doing? Uh, welcome to Loud and Proud Orlando. We are live. Thank you so much. It's Monday, May 8th, uh, 8.40 p.m. Thank you so much for being live with us. Uh, we're back. Um, definitely not the best of nights for Orlando City. Uh, I think one of the worst games, in my opinion, I've seen. Uh, you know, it, it's, it was, I mean, the title said it all. It was a lackluster performance for Orlando City. Uh, there was really nothing else to say. Um the team never came, never came back. I mean, uh, how come an own goal could affect you so much mentally? I mean, th that should be concerning, and it should be said. And uh, here at LPO, we like to definitely analyze um, the games and uh, you know definitely say the pro the pros and the cons. And this is this today was a horrible game. I mean, the team never came back. The only positive I will take is that the one player, maybe that the two players that maybe play with some sort of, you know, wanting to make the result uh, a little better than a, you know, than a loss, was maybe Martino Heira and Pedro Galese. But aside of that, I think uh, it was just a horrible performance overall. Um, Oscar Pareja said in his press conference, "A tale of two halves." Um, you know, we'll discuss that, uh, but I'm just going to be completely honest with you. Um, I'm not, we're not here to say, Hey, you know, like our word and take our word for it. Right. No, no, we're not saying that. Uh, we were here to analyze the game, but we do have to say that there's a huge game coming up against Charlotte and, uh, a, a team that's going to contend for silverware which is probably the other piece of silver that we're going to probably be contending for, which is the U.S. Open Cup for the second time. Uh, we should not have games like this because we will get knocked out in the first round. I'm just letting you know. Performances against Montreal like that, like that will get us knocked out by a USL team, by any other team. It's just that, uh, you know, it was a lack of character, I will have to say. So we have Paola and John. Uh, how are you doing, Paola? Welcome back. How are you? Doing good, even though with the loss, um, I'm here. Happy Monday, as usual. <laughs> right. um, but I'm looking forward for this um, podcast, for this episode, and, and talk about what happened on the weekend. But um, I'm happy that I'm, I'm here with, with you guys. So, What's up, John? How you doing? I know it's not the best, uh, the best of nights, but, you know, we'll make it work. Yeah, yeah, it's not a super fun <laughs> talking about a loss. It's, it's never what you want to do, especially not that loss. I think it was a, a bad one, a really bad one, and uh, probably the worst we've looked in that second half all season, I think. Yeah, I mean, Orlando City was pretty much a definition of inconsistency uh, against Montreal. I mean, you're talking about our record. I'm looking at the stats here. Win, loss, win, loss win loss i mean that that is uh the definition of inconsistency roller coaster uh, right and like so, a roller coaster. And, and, and it, it also you know sets the fans like love you hate you love you want to fire you love you you give me the open cup but i hate you love you but I, you know, it sounds like a Bad Bunny song. Oh yeah, for sure. It sounds like we a gotta, Bad Bunny song. I feel like that's the thing. It's it's not it's not too extreme and not right. too. You know, we gotta keep ourselves right in the middle because one week we win, and the next week we lose, and then right, we win right. and we lose. 
you know, I said a few weeks ago, I'll just take some draws. Like, let's just have three draws, just, you know, just to level things out. Maybe that's what we need. But uh, yeah, the emotional highs week to week are are like a roller coaster. Exactly. Yeah, up and down, up and down. Yeah. And, and you know, it kind of tells us, you know, what are the expectations out of this team, right? And in the beginning of the season, the expectations for this team were uh, contend for MLS Cup, right? And I, after this game against Montreal, I'll be completely honest. And I'm not going to say here, I've watched soccer 30 years, man. You know, no, I'm going to, I'm just going to tell you, I don't feel if we're going to keep playing like this with that type of character, we're not going to win anything, dude. I mean, we're going to just pray for us to con- to go, go, go to playoffs, like, like right, right there with Inter Miami and maybe like DC. I don't know what you think about that, Paola, right? Yeah, and we talked about the the team that we have this year is not to be fighting for a spot in the play. We 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 talked about about it numerous of time. Um, to be honest, I'm with you, Luis. If we played like that tomorrow, we're out of the cup. To be honest, so I I don't know what to expect going forward with with the team. I'm always optimistic. I'm always one to see the the team win. But like you said, Luis, if our own goal brought us like that down, I'm I'm gonna be concerned because it was four minutes of difference and another goal was scored in Orlando after that own goal. So that's concerning. It's concerning. I thought that the game we were going to be tied if we were playing for like the first 30 minutes, we were solid. After that, we were downhill. I don't know what happened. Uh, well, I know what happened, but I don't want to talk about it. But, um, but yeah, um, I'm with you, Luis. Like if we play like Montreal tomorrow, we're going to be out of the cup. But I hope that um, they, they evaluated they, themselves like Kyle Smith said on after the press conference um, that everybody should be looking at themselves and looking um, the way that they can improve um, on each game. So I'm with you, Luis. And then it seemed that, you know, in the 20th, 25th or 26th minute, Kyle Smith got a yellow card. He, he had a great game in the beginning. I mean, uh, and then all of a sudden he gets a yellow card. Then minutes later, Holiday gets a yellow card as well. And then th- that tells me, all right, my wings are now conditioned because if they, if they, if they become, because Lasseter was, was the best player for Montreal, in my opinion, um, uh, this, this game. Lasseter was on point uh, and Chaunier was also on point. We were talking about it in, in the preview, um, but there, our wingbacks were conditioned already with a yellow card. And in, in my opinion, they didn't want to foul and and then get a red card. And then they probably felt, you know, hmm, uh, I, I don't want to get a red card and then have the team play with 10 men the whole game, right? So I, I don't know how you feel about uh, the win-back situation, uh, John, regarding um, this game against Montreal. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Lasseter had a really, really good game on that left-hand side, and he was causing problems for Mikey the whole game. And I think once Mikey went onto that yellow, you know, he has to be a bit more cautious, and that just opened it up for Lasseter more. 
Um, I think that that's somewhat on Mikey. I think he was a little bit outplayed, but that's going to happen, right? Your wingbacks some weeks are going to get beaten by other wingbacks or by fullbacks or by, you know, the wingers. So I think when that happens is you need support. And I don't think he got that support. And I think he kind of got left out there. I think Ojeda really like doesn't do really very little defensively, which is, you know, we kind of expect from a player like that, but in this game, it kind of you saw a lot of two v one situations where Mikey was getting, you know, essentially just overloaded on that side because he didn't have the support from Arujo and Ojeda. Um, he also didn't have a great game, so I'm not 100 percent defending him. But I think both of those guys getting yellow cards, like you said, basically meant that they weren't able to be as aggressive or as you know play, you know, freely. They're a bit more conservative. And, and then they just, you know, Montreal just kept abusing that. Essentially, Herrera and Lasseter were just coming at us down the wings and we weren't able to stop them. But for me, Luis, that's like one very small part of all of the problems that were at this game. You know what I mean? It's, yes, you could look at the fullbacks. I think the center backs were, you know, Jansen, yeah. talk about up and down. Jansen's gone from like the performance at DC where he did not have a good game to a really good game against LA to, you know, I think one of his worst games this season, this game, yeah. he looked, he, you know, he looked slow again. He didn't, he wasn't chasing the ball. He wasn't winning aerial battles. Uh, same for Antonio. Antonio was getting beat. It, it not, no one on the defensive side looked solid. And I think also our press, like it was interesting that Paula was talking about that 30 minutes. We pressed for the first 30 minutes. And when you're away from home and you're an away team, and that's sort of how Oscar sets us up, is to, to be quite pressing away from home. We need to kind of force the opposition to move the ball quickly, and we need to be able to force those errors where we can win the ball back and go up the field. And we did that for the first 30 minutes, actually led pretty well by Urchikara leading the press. And even Ojeda was pressing, and Torres was pressing, and Angulo. And then really that second half, we, we didn't press at all. In the second half, we, we completely set back as if I don't know if Oscar told them to this or they just mentally decided to do this, but as if we were like, okay, we're two goals up and now we're going to try and defend, even though it was nil-nil. So I don't know what that was about, but I did notice that Carr wasn't pressing anymore and partly maybe he was tired or whatever, but that second half, we did not put any pressure on their back line like we did in the first half at all. No, I, I just feel... I think uh, that showed... Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I, I feel like, uh, you know, Cartagena in the first few minutes of the game uh, against Wanyama, he was on point. Um, I will say the first 30 minutes, uh, you know, even uh, for a play that I think it was a shot from distance from, from Ojeda, started with a ball that he took away from Wanyama in transition, and then he went on a counter. Um, so, but what happened was Shawnier and Wanyama probably talked in the second half and said, hey, you know, um, let's put some more pressure on these guys. Uh, there are spaces that Holiday and Smith are leaving on the wings. Let's push forward and uh, let's, let's hope for them not to react. If they react, we'll fight back. But if, don't, if they don't react, we're going to win the battle. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, you didn't. I didn't see any pressing from Araujo in the second half whatsoever. I thought it, it, it was not himself. Shawnier passed him like 
butter on a like knife on a butter. Like it was just like uh, Araujo is, is more interested in fighting yeah. than he is in right. getting the ball back. Like that, he's he just wants to scrap with everybody, which is a great trait for a defensive midfielder. But right. when that's the priority over just winning the ball for the team, like that's a problem. Like he shouldn't be doing that. And then Cartagena, you know, he he was subbed out in the in the 69th minute, but. Either way, he was trying to go and cover for Smith also. So that left space for Wanyama to take over there too. Uh, and then obviously, to me, I think the wings were who won the game for Montreal. I think Herrera, 8 out of 10. Uh, Lasseter, he pretty much, with all due respect, uh, uh, the first the first few minutes a great great game by uh by Mikey Holiday in the spect of you know that 1v1 against Lasseter was great they didn't let him breathe for the first few minutes but then he just slowly after he got the yellow card slowly pulled back and then Lasseter's game took over and it, it was just a, a downfall and then when you have three attacking midfielders that only Angulo will run back for the ball and defend and then you have Torres pretty much just jogging in the middle of the pitch, going like this. Hey, the ball, man. The ball. The ball. But, bro, help me out trying to get the ball back, dude. Like, you know, I want to see some, you know, I want to see some, you know. Same with Ojeda, right? I mean, you can shot like five goals, uh, five shots on goal. But if you're not going to go and help me out, if you see Araujo struggling, like, bro, like, it's everyone's job to go and get the ball back. And and I think that it's what wins championships. To, and I and I want to say that that attitude, it's what it's gonna get you top five in the East. Uh, if if you're waiting for each individual to do its own job, I mean, you're not gonna really play collectively. You're playing individually, and um, that's not how the sports played. I mean, to be honest with you, I think that's what fell apart. I, I felt a lot of. Um, it was just horrible performance, man. I mean, I just can't believe that these players that have been playing for so long, one own goal, it just kind of demoralized the whole team. That, I mean, that's how it felt. I don't know what you think about that, Paola. No. Oh, wait. You, you're muting. You're okay, muting. okay. I agree. I agree. Like, after seeing them well perform from the LA Galaxy game, I was like, okay, we found a formula. They found the connections. They found everything. We got it going forward. But then, like you said, like, okay, so what just happened last Saturday? So I was surprised. It was painful. It was just painful to see them. They were not even performing. Let's 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 say it like that. Um, I don't know if they – I don't know what they talked about in the half – time and what happened in the locker room um i wish i we we could know but we don't work there unfortunately um but i agree luis i agree i thought that um that that connection was obviously not there and we had better passing um performance we had more corners that we're not taking advantage of the corners we have five corners again four so we have to be better at the corners too because yeah, those are the set pieces set pieces like felipe mm -hmm. had a set piece and then he he blow it out to the supporters i'm like really like come on 
Kara had a set piece, but that was super in the middle. That was super, you know, they, they rated the ball and everything. But Felipe just throw that ball to the to the supporters. I was like, oh man. But um, but yeah, I agree with you, Luis, 100. And then this is the play here, and I'm gonna say this is. I mean, this was. I'll be honest with you. This was this was just bad, dude. I mean, how come these defensive breakdowns could get us eliminated against Charlotte? If this if this happens against any team in the MLS, like they're gonna capitalize on this type of <laughs> of this type of chances. I'm, I'm telling you, even Inter Miami, even Atlanta. Like, you know, and people don't like to hear that, but it, it is completely true. And I'm not trying to, I'm not going to go and say, oh, I told you. Rah! No, I'm, I'm just going to say, you know, this is horrible. This is bad. It's bad defending. Why is it bad defending? They left Kyoto completely open. We're, look at that. And I was like, just looking at him shoot. And then Ojeda, I don't know where he was at. He was trying to get a churro maybe or, 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 or a crepe. Look, you know, over there, it's like a quap. quap. Yeah, uh, do you see what Antonio does after this? Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he was. He, yeah, he went was. off. He, he goes we had nuts at him. And this he is exactly was. what we were talking about. Look at Mikey. Mikey is yeah. where he should be. Antonio is where he should be. They, yeah. everyone got pulled out to the like the left side of the field for us. And so then everyone has to reset. They have to pick up this runner. They have to pick up Kyoto. It, it's, it's so obvious, and that's why he's <laughs> I don't in, know why. In, in, I don't know why Kyoto. The Kyoto uh, no, made they, a goal they, in the playoff game. Yeah, and then Kyoto. I mean, Kyoto is there. Is there mo? I mean, look, who are the top three players in Montreal? Chaunier, Lassiter, Kyoto, and La, and La, and Laipanen, which he's not there right now. Kyoto came from injury, dude. He 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 should have not really scored. And, and uh, I mean, he looked heavy. He didn't look like him, Kyoto self. Usually he's always trying to be bothersome for, for defenders. He just was given a gift right here. Like, hey, here you go, guy. Um, score, please. Uh, score on me. You know, I mean, this clearly in five minutes, Orlando City minutes, hopes. Yeah, right. Orlando City hopes. We're completely crushed, you know. And after that, it was just like downhill. Oh, yeah, it was like it was, it was awful. Yeah, and it was just a lack of movement uh, attacking wise. I mean, you have a lot of players that are like very dynamic players, and it just feels like the ball wasn't moving. Obviously, Montreal gained momentum. I mean, it was it was obvious it was they were gonna gain momentum. I was making a wish to Shenron be honest with you. Um, you know, uh, I was trying to make a wish. It, it didn't work. Clearly, we lost, right? But I tried. No, But in the end, um, I think we cannot have these type of performances come in Charlotte because Charlotte is going to go for the kill, man. Charlotte knows that they're maybe not the best team, but they have a striker that I've seen this striker Excel tremendously in the Argentina Super League, which is um, Copetti, Enzo Copetti. And I repeat it again, he scored against Orlando as well, Enzo Copetti. Yeah, right? So, the, you know, we cannot have performances like this against Charlotte coming up because 
I mean, honestly, after this game, John, how do you feel about our chances to be at like a top four team in the East? Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, still, uh, I'm still hopeful. Obviously, the beginning of the season, right? I think that's the problem we right. have. Right? Is the beginning of the season? And Paula talked about it. We, you know, we've improved our squad. Our squad is better than it's ever been. Really, Correct. That, that's, that's that's not right. really something that's up for debate. It, it is a fact, right? So. Oscar has to produce performances that keep us at the level of which we should be at with this squad in the table. And I, I told you, like, now, you know, we're down in ninth, but we should be up in, like, third or fourth. And, you know, we're going, we're going the wrong way. We're slipping down the table as opposed to moving up the table. And we said about a month ago that this run of games was going to be key And we talked about, I think you remember a few pods ago about how many points we needed out of these three games. And we were yeah. like, what's the minimum you would take? And all of us were like six out of the nine. Six. And we got three out of the last, <laughs> you know, nine points, which yeah. with the teams that we played, like we played DC at home, that should have been three points. Yes, we got the win against LA, but that just shows how bad LA are, really, like, if yeah. anything. And... And then Montreal, like, we, yeah, we came off a game. couple of they came off a couple of wins, but they're really still not that good. And and mm. like this shows that we have serious problems if we made them look this good. And, we, you know, I think it, it's it's on a downward trend, Luis. Unarguably, even though it's yo-yoing win loss, overall the performances are are getting worse rather than better. I, I don't think yeah. you can argue that, right? That's pretty. No, I, I I agree. It's pretty obvious. I mean, this right here, it pretty much. Uh, to, uh, pretty, after this, Smith was he lost most of the. But we shouldn't be playing Smith at left back in the first place, right? That right. was a one week sort of. That should be. That shouldn't be a. You but, know, but if it didn't, but if it to our it, problems, right, right? But if it didn't broke, don't fix it, right? Uh, but. I don't know. You can't right. attack up the left-hand wing, though, in my opinion. Right. Like, it doesn't really... It is broke because you've got a right-footed right-back and left-back. So, to me, that's broke. Right. And But, then, and you know, this, defensively, this, right? We talked about Smith defensively. It was great. In this game, he he didn't look that great defensively. So, if he's not no. bringing that, then what is he bringing? At which point, some people were confused as to why they brought Santos one. I thought that made... Of all the subs... And I could rant about 20 minutes about Oscar's sub choices in this game, but the Rafael Santos for Kyle Smith made sense. Like we brought on an attacking left back when we needed to get back in the game. Right. And Kyle wasn't really doing much, you know, in that position. And he's on a yellow card, couldn't do anything anyway. Uh, you know, this game for me was screaming for dagger down. Like, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I agree. Sure. I, I, and but just look at this play right here. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to zoom it in. I mean, this tells you right here, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, moment. First, you got Lasseter right here is this guy. You know, he's, he's – Sean here is the guy with the ball. Mikey fouled him because if Mikey would have not fouled him, he would have gone for the counter. And then look how open on the look, – look where Kyle is. Look where the other guy is. That's Herrera. So all Sean had to do is literally – Speed pass, which he did, Holiday. Lob the ball across the ball open because obviously Jensen was going to cover 
their their striker. His name is uh, Ofor. Ofor was right there, and then Herrera was gonna be one v one with Galese. Now the problem that I have is you're playing Montreal. Their win backs are not quality level top four MLS in, in the East at least. And we're having these issues in which our win backs cannot literally, you know, caught them on the run. And this is the beginning of the game. I mean, that tells you there's an issue right here, right? I mean, straight, straight up issue. So, and that's why Montreal won because they knew, I mean, and I'm, I'll be honest with you. And this is the thing that really affected me the most out of this game more than the loss and anything like this. It was just the way they lost, right? Just the way they lost. And then you give a win, guys, to Hernan Lozada. And I'm going to say this. This guy sucks. Completely sucks. Hernan Lozada is one of the worst coaches in the MLS. I don't know how he got the gig in Montreal after D.C. I really don't understand. I don't know if I'm getting in trouble or uh, I don't care. But it's crazy. You gave the, the win to Hernan Lozada, bro. Like a guy who <laughs> that apparently you know, he's in the hot seat. Yeah, you you revived you CPR that dead person. I, I I'm just saying it like that. Like that's crazy to me. There you go, John's laughing, but it's true. Or no, uh, like he's no, you're right. I mean, it's I laugh because it's sad, and it's embarrassing, and it's dumb, and I hate it. And I, I laughing is my reaction to be like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, like, me I, too. I do the same thing. It's like I have to laugh because it's just. Oh, so depressing to think about some of these some of these losses to some of these teams this year have been pretty demoralizing losing to charlotte at home th that that hurts you know losing DC. to dc at home like it's it's i don't mind if we lose you know four two to a really like a decent team who comes in and just outplays us but when when we lose we these teams who aren't even good it's like you said we're just we're just giving them the points like it And I've got to say about the subs on this one, you know, they brought on at the 60th minute, they brought on Kyoto, right? And I thought they were yeah. already in the second half all over us. And I thought, okay, now he has to make a sub to do something about that because now they got two strikers on the field. Right. They score two goals. And then the reaction is to bring on Felipe and Duncan and Rafael Santos, you know, in the oh, 60, 69th minute, mm -hmm. which A, those subs should have happened as soon as. We should have been subbing before them, for one, because they were already dominant in that part of the game come the 60th minute. And then also, we we just let them change the game and did nothing about it. Like, it was clear what he was going to do and put the two strikers on. And we we didn't react till after they scored two goals. And then the reaction was to bring on Felipe. Uh, no, no. You need to go attacking when you're 2-0 down like that. Like that is I was confused too, John. Dagger Dan has to come on at that point. You know, Duncan for Carr, that one made sense. And Kyle for Rafa, that makes sense. But why why isn't Enrique coming on at that point? Why isn't Gaston coming on at that point? Like you gotta when you're 2-0 down and you can try and come back, you gotta make attacking subs. Or why don't we go two up front earlier in the game? Like he didn't go up two up front until um Enrique came on in the 74th minute. And even then it didn't really look like we'd had that many attackers on. Right. So it's those kind of reactions from Oscar where I'm just like, please do something faster and react before the game changes. Like it's, we can see them changing the game and winning it in front of us and just sitting there doing nothing. 
you know no um i'm gonna thank you so much for watching this um this live thank you so much uh for everyone that's listening um thank you for listening and uh drop us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel on youtube loud and proud orlando victor sanchez says how much money the new owners spent and look how the team is doing there you go yeah we're going to talk about the standings in just a moment I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the team spent a lot of money on players, and uh, I think the scouting is on point for Orlando City. I mean, I'm not really displeased with the scouting of Orlando City. I think they got players. Uh, they didn't get, like, a Neymar or a Nani or a Kaká, but they did get players that in their – and I think Ricardo Moreira explained it very well. I mean, we go to the countries in which there are – we get, you know, low-risk players that are outperforming everyone in their leagues, but they're from smaller clubs. And we like to build that relationship, bring them over, show them the way, and then have them adapt to the MLS and then get a top-quality player like Pedro Galese, for example, right? Uh, like Facundo Torres in the first season in Orlando City, right? So I think that's the way they're going. Now, talking about that, our DPs, Facundo Torres, I will say um, he was he was okay. I mean, it was it wasn't really it was a meh performance to me by Facundo Torres. Uh, they really they really he wasn't that sharp as he was against LA. Uh, I, I will have to give him that. And um, same with Cartagena, he lost a lot of balls. There was a couple of uh, giveaways he he did in the mid with Shawnier. And then to me, Urgent Cara, to me, he was, uh, even though he didn't score, he, he had a good performance overall. I think Ojeda and Cara, to me, were the high points of Orlando City. Uh, out of this loss, um, why, why was Cara good? Because, you know, he had the balls to get in the free kick. Everybody says that, oh, the free kick, whatever. I, I just think that he was good trying to get... Um, you know, balls and, and pivot. He was trying to, you know, create some sort of impact or place. At least you see him trying, you know, uh, he had two key passes uh, that he obviously did not convert, but then, you know, he, he, he had a good try right now. Are we going to be satisfied by just trying? That's the problem upon a game that could definitely, that could be the only cup we contend this year. Based on the performances and inconsistency we've seen so far, right? So let me read some comments. Victor Sanchez, I also believe we need to give uh, a chance to Papi and not fire him. Okay, thank you, Victor. How you doing, my friend? Uh, talking about Papi, let's. Uh, I don't call him Papi, I call him Oscar. You know, but uh, let's let's um, you know uh, see what he said. We was very clear with. Uh, the actions that the boys put in the pitch uh, have uh, enough actions to unlevel the score and 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 surely uh, just be leading it. But we came out to uh, the half with a zero zero that that it was dangerous. The reaction from Montreal in the second half uh, made made a difference. They we we start. Uh, um, Probably shy. We 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 were not the same, and then they start getting the spaces in the flanks. And uh, you know that's what he, he I mean he called it. He started getting the spaces in the flanks. 
but then you know what's your reaction right you know that well, he also they were realizes that they came out the second half differently so that's before they scored a goal so that's what i mean about like even he could see that they're dominating the game at that point right so right. do something about that before they score change the game before you know they bring on a striker and score two goals that's that's my point no, and, and then the craziest part, and, and I feel like, you know, the pressure is definitely on the players now after this performance. Uh, and I want to say, Oscar, and I know probably I'm going to get a lot of haters. I am about to say, but I don't care. Um, the responsibility needs to be shared to the, to the players, too. I mean, Oscar kind of take the whole heat. Yeah, he has some sort of responsibility because he's a coach. But also, you know, you as a player, you play the sport to win. And I didn't see that that push, especially when you're down. Like that that resilience that it was shown last season with Urso, with Tesho. I mean, you want to talk about those players that are not here. Um, you know, um you know, um Portugal, uh help me out here. Uh, Benji, Benji ben Michel, Tesho. Uh, you know, talk about those players, Urso. Like, what was the difference between them three to what we have now? What we have now, technically, they're better. Tactically, they're probably more savvy. Uh, on the 1v1, they probably can capitalize more chances than maybe Tesho or Benji. But what did those other three had? Drive. Like, I'd rather break my leg before, you know, like losing 2-0 against Hernan Lozada and Romel Kyoto, right? So that's a difference that I noticed in this game. The bite. No bite. This team had no bite, unfortunately. It's sad, but um, let's keep playing this real quick. Uh, and... Fine and precise, more than us. I thought uh, every team has a, a a half, but we 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 couldn't score in the first and the second one. Montreal did. It was a moment where we lost uh, concentration and. Uh, yeah. Okay. So then he talks about the second goal. He lost concentration. Now, last season, like so far, we've scored according to the stats here that I have for the game. Apparently, uh, we scored. Uh, two fewer goals after 10 games this season than we had 10, 10 games in 2022. You know? Yeah. And 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 we and we opened the wallet this year, right? So the responsibility needs to be also on the players here. Yeah, and I think the whole, you know, we got new players in and they gave them time to gel and all that, that's not an argument anymore. We're too far into the season for me for that to be a valid thing. You know, if you had preseason, these players should be comfortable enough to play with each other now. And after that win against LA Galaxy, even though that LA Galaxy is in a bad position right now, you could see that connection and that yelling that we were like, okay, let's give them time to yell and all that stuff, you know, given the benefit of the doubt. We saw it last week, like last Saturday. We saw we saw that connection. The difference is we didn't see it last Saturday against Montreal. That's it. 
Yeah, and that that's on Oscar, right? So we know the players have the ability. It's it's his job to get the most out of the players each week, and it's his job to motivate them, prepare them for the game. And as much as I think, yes, the players aren't performing, ultimately, in this scenario, it's going to come down to Oscar, right? Like, we're not going to get rid of the whole team because they're not performing. We will get rid of Oscar if we don't perform. Like, that... That's just sadly the way it works in soccer. And they're not going to invest all this money in Ojeda and Torres and, you know, even Cara, Mm -hmm. you know, which may or may not be Oscar's choice to have someone like Cara. We don't really know if that's the striker that he wanted. But regardless, he has all the pieces he needs this season. So other years he could hide behind that. You know, like the squad isn't great. And I was like, okay, I get it. The squad's not great. I never really expect us to be that greatest a team because of that. But this year, that 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 excuse is removed. So it's there's very little for Oscar to hide behind. That that's really what it comes down to. And he looked, Luis, for me in this press conference. I I can see he looks a little bit panicked. He looks a little bit concerned about what he just saw his team produce on the field. No, I do want to say, um, you know, go, we're going to, to play against Charlotte now. And, uh, you know, when it comes to, to Orlando City, uh, obviously we're not here saying, uh, you know, we're not like, <laughs> you know, this is not, you know, Jesus with Pontius Pilate and everybody's saying, crucify him. No, we're not saying that, right? We're not saying that. We're, we're, we're just saying um, that, Things need to change because tomorrow it could be, I mean, hand on your heart right now. Orlando right now is not playing as an MLS MLS Cup contending team. Hand on the heart, right? So this U.S. Open Cup is a huge chance for Orlando to kind of wash their face. Partially, not the whole face, maybe like half the face, right? You know, <laughs> but like, you know, trying to gain some momentum tomorrow at seven o'clock. If Orlando loses against Charlotte, it will be at the back at that point because Orlando wouldn't have. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, the season's it's a long season. Yeah, we can move up in the standings. Yes, and that's completely right. And that's a great assessment. But are we really going to? If we have no bite against Montreal, we're going to have a bite against New England, against um, NYCFC, against, uh, you know, the other teams. Um, I mean, that's uh, that's the issue, right? So I think tomorrow Charlotte is going to go for the kill. And Orlando needs to definitely show that they're the better team on paper. Because they are, right, John? I mean, they are the be- better team on paper. For this one, though, I would play... I would drop like half the team from Montreal and not be bothered by it, to be honest with you. Like, I think, you know, drop Ojeda for this game. Like, it might sound extreme, but Open Cup, you got to give a chance. You got to rotate the squad. We got a lot of games going on. Charlotte are good, but they will also rotate their team. Like, people will be rotating. It's going to be a half hybrid sort of some OCB players, some squad fringe players in there. If he plays the full starting 11, like, you know, what we would expect for an MLS game, I think that would show that he's really worried because he has no faith. Yeah, desperation. Exactly. I think that he always planned to rotate the squad for this game. 
I still think that will be his plan, you know, and I'm actually open for it. Like, let's get Santos in for, you know, a whole game, see if he can develop a little bit. Let's, let's give Dagger Dan a start, you know, let's, let's get McGuire back in there as a start, you know, let's, what, let's, let's try Enrique on the left wing. I feel like, you know, why not? Like he's not really performing as a striker and he, he does also play out as a, like a sort of inside forward inverted winger. So mm-hmm. why not give him a shot at that left wing position or Gaston at left wing, right? There's a lot of guys here like Alex Freeman should be coming in at right back. Like there are rotations that yes, would slightly weaken us, but we're not playing well anyway. So what's the difference, right? I, I don't see any problem with that. And I think, like I said, if he doesn't, I think that's a real indication that he is concerned and wants his first team out there to try and get them some confidence. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know what you think, Paul, uh, regarding this game coming up against Charlotte. We have the standings here. Orlando's ninth with 14 points, negative two goal difference. Um, what are you? What are your thoughts regarding this game coming up against Charlotte? A lot of pressure in Oscar's shoulders for tomorrow, for sure. And I agree with Don. Um, now that I'm thinking of Felipe coming in and instead of Dagger Dan, probably he's holding Dagger Dan for tomorrow, but, um, we're going to see a different squad for tomorrow, hopefully. And if we see the same one, like John said, it's a stage of desperation, I think, um, from Oscar, hopefully they just shake it off in two days and they have a different mentality is the past days in the past and we need to be in the present beat Charlotte because we just get, gave them three points when they visit us back in, when was it March? I don't remember. Um, they know how we play. We know how they play. We should win tomorrow. I don't know what to expect, but I, I think the squad figure things out by themselves and it's going to be a different squad. It, they're probably Enrique starting, Gonzalez starting, Dagger starting, even Felipe probably starting against against Charlotte. I, I really don't mind see a different squad for tomorrow. I have a feeling we're going to see the same squad, but with Duncan McGuire as your number nine. You think? I, I can and, see that. I can see, uh, I can uh, see uh, that. Just yeah, for, for yeah. to secure the win and then uh-huh. And, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And the reason is, I mean, it has to be a win tomorrow because Orlando, I mean, hand with, and I think they know this. I mean, they don't want to say this, I'm sure. And, and again, I'm not trying to be negative, Nancy here. There's a lot of that. Other people love that kind of shit. It's okay. But, um, you know, I mean, the Montreal game was just like psychologically just defeating watching the the team play it, it was like way. blah yeah, like, it, I don't it, it was know. just like a mental fart like a mental fart it was a complete mental fart and and you cannot win championships with a mental fart like Chelsea for example like to give you an example the epitome of mental fartness this past two seasons for Chelsea no striker guy Havertz disaster so uh, Orlando cannot You know, I'm not trying to compare Chelsea with Orlando. That'd be stupid. It's like me asking for Steven Gerrard as a coach of Orlando City. I mean, that'd be, that, that is nonsense. That is stupidity, right? That should be a crime. But 
um, obviously, Orlando City uh, is not Chelsea, but it is the, the mental. I don't. I didn't see Orlando City mentally tough as we've seen in the movie that they just came out, that they just did with the U.S. Open Cup. How mentally tough Orlando was against New York Red Bulls for the U.S. Open Cup. Ready to go for the kill. No fear in their eyes. These are the same players almost. You know, the same players. So that needs to change if, if they want to definitely contend because, and that's why I feel like it's because things are going to get tougher for Orlando. You're talking about now Charlotte, Columbus, NYCFC at home. You got your derby at home, right? And then you got Inter Miami, the Florida Classico. Right, right in uh, Fort Lauderdale, May the twentieth. So, you know, it, it it becomes the road becomes harder, right? So, here's the table right here. Orlando City, uh, pretty much, if they win against Columbus, they could jump up, right, tremendously. Columbus, uh, they could actually pass Columbus if needed be, even though Columbus has a, a much higher goal difference than Orlando. But, I mean, they could definitely get out of that ninth spot. Um, I don't know. I mean, what what are your thoughts of what's coming next for, for you, John? I mean, for Orlando City. Um, oh, I, <laughs> to be honest, man, I'm, I'm more looking at the bottom of the table and how far away we are. Like, Chicago and New York just fired their coach. And we're only three points away from where, you know, what they're on. So it shows you that, like, we're not far away from being right at the bottom. And yes, you know, it's very tight. A win could take us back to where we need to be. But what we need to see is we need to go on a run, Luis. Like we talked about that this, yeah. these last three games should have been a run. That's right. And now this is a more difficult run of games we have coming up. And we need results even more than we did before. So the pressure just keeps mounting and, and each one of these games becomes, you know, sort of more and more do or die. And the more we lose, the more the season we see slipping away, you know, and uh, another mediocre season, right? If, if that's the case, uh, nobody wants that. So we need to see a reaction to keep us in the running to be a top team this year. Like between now and the summer, we need a significant amount of wins to be able to keep us in the conversation. And if it doesn't happen, I think it's just going to be another, you know, we make playoffs, but nothing really happens season, you know? Yeah. And I, I think the I, open cup is part of that, right? He, you know, you're looking at the open cup as, Hey, this is maybe a savior kind of thing for us. Like we need this to kind of like get us going again. I, I don't know. I I'm, I'm very fearful that tomorrow we're going to be, you know, looking very similar that we did against Montreal and, and that'll be it for the open cup. And, you know, at that point that, that just adds to the pressure for Oscar to say, you Correct. know, well, Hey, you won it last year, but this year you didn't even win a game. Right. So exactly. So it's so, almost like he has to do well in the open cup just, exactly. to, just to help the one thing that he did well last year. Right. So if we don't even do that well this year, it's, yeah, we it's have nothing added. to fight for. Right, exactly. So this Open I mean, Cup pressure, because we won it last year, actually adds more pressure to the game. So it's sort of like, 
these I mean, with high all the intensity respect, MLS games that are like, you know, we, we have to win, not because we care so much about the open cup, but because I, I don't want to be embarrassed. Like we gotta, we gotta defend our title. And if we lose to Charlotte in the first round that we enter, that's embarrassing. Like that's, that's terrible. So that cannot happen. And if it does happen, you know, everyone's going to be all over social media with even louder cries for, for Oscar to, to be shown the door, which, you know, it's it, the more we lose, the more that argument has real val- validity to it. I, I said before, it's on the owners. We're going to, we're going to see what's their reaction, right? How much do they care about how far down the table, you know, we fall before they do something, or maybe they don't plan to do anything this year, which you no. know, I think is more likely. I think regardless, we're going to see this season out. Um, unless we are at the bottom of the table and it's really bad and they want to do something, but I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Do you, do you uh, think that the ownership him. would want to do something this year? Or do you just think they're happy to let him see out the contract regardless? That's a tough question because if I don't know, like I, this is a tough question for me, but we know that at the end of the season, Oscar's contract is, is gone. And I believe if the owners wanted him to stay, that contract was going to be extended at, at the beginning of the season. So I think my opinion, he's not going to get fired. They're going to wait until the end of the season and say bye-bye unless Oscar's, Oscar says, that's it, bye, before the the end of the season. Like, I tried everything i i didn't i I don't know that's my opinion and he said it i think in the beginning of the season in a press conference i don't i don't remember when but he said that if this year didn't work out he's gonna accept the like the responsibilities and take him himself out of the chair of coaching so I believe the owners are going to let him be. And at the end of the season, if we don't do good, that the numbers are telling us something right now, they're going to say bye-bye to him. Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I think we are, no one knows what the front office thinks or what they're going to do. And if people say that they do, they're smoking a fat one. I'm just going to say like that. Uh, Now, with that being said, we're not calling out for the head. Cut him through the guillotine. No, we're not asking for that either. We're just saying that, yes, I mean, the reason why (laughs) hashtag cringe, right? Uh, The reason why, (laughs) um, you know, we're saying that is because Chicago and Red Bulls fire their coach because they're in the very bottom and they already threw their season away. If Orlando feels that at that position, which is, I'm going to put the the stats one more time, and then we'll talk about Charlotte, but if Orlando feels that ninth, that they're still kind of playoff berth, they're, they feel froggy like Chicago and New York Red Bulls with no backup, no coach on the line, 
right? Because the only reason why they will let someone go is because they have a backup plan, right? And they feel froggy, and then they want to pull it when their Orlando is in the ninth spot. Then that's their decision at that point. Personally, I believe they're not going to do that. I, I feel like, or uh, I think they feel like Orlando can maybe make playoffs this season again, and then you know evaluate what what happens once his renewal comes up at that point next season because there's no B plan right now and everything is already on the roll. Everything's already set to go. Now, if Orlando goes into this three upcoming games, Charlotte, we lose the U.S. Open Cup. On to the next one, Columbus lost 5-0 in Columbus. Then we go and we lose against NYCFC at home, and then we get clobbered by Inter-Miami. And then we are dead right, below, right next to Chicago last. Then you could definitely say at that point, we're throwing that season away and we're ready to execute and be like Julius Caesar, right? Boom, execute at that point, right? But right now that we're ninth, we're still two points ahead from Inter Miami, right? With the possibility of possibly, you know, getting a tie against Columbus. I think that's a great way to look at it, Luis. I think you're 100 percent right. It's if it gets to the point in the season where it looks like playoffs is not happening, because really right. that's the ownership wants playoffs again, right? They yeah. want to say right. we made the, the playoffs. playoffs for the fourth time in a row. Fourth time Even in if a we row. make it at night, they don't care. They'll just be right. like, they we don't made care. Playoffs, they want right? playoffs. That's, that's right. what they want to say. So if it does look like that's not happening, and yeah. the CDOS is a then I can see them being like, okay, pull the trigger now because there's no benefit in giving Oscar the rest of the season. Exactly. But if we're in that mix, and I I think that's what everybody's fear of this season is, is that where we are now is where we will be for the rest of the season, just around that bottom playoff area, not really good enough to ever really be up the top of the table and not really super bad enough to – you know, be way at the bottom, yeah. but just kind of mediocre all season. Right. And, right. and just and see see this thing out, sort of maybe making playoffs. And this is where my positiveness that pisses people off is going to start to seep in right now. I feel that we can maybe get a little higher. I feel that Orlando has a squad to at least, you know, I mean, they could complicate Columbus. Uh, they can, you know, uh, they can maybe try if they have to win against i mean nycfc is a derby i mean all the fans look at it as a derby i mean it's the derbies of orlando city are the rowdies but we play them every once in a while nycfc atlanta and miami those are the four derbies orlando has so it's a derby at home has to they gotta win now you could definitely say if they lose then we, we our, our legs are going to start shaking at that point. I feel like at that point, shit, we're playing Miami now, Campana, freaking Kamal Miller in, in, in Fort Lauderdale with all the flamingos and the herons and, 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 the, and, the, and the cool weather and the, right? And, and, and the Spanish songs that actually make sense because they're properly written in Spanish, right? You know, over there. Great. You know, Mm, our legs are going to start shaking at that point. And then, I mean, maybe assess and say, okay, we're probably ready to throw the season away. Lost against Columbus. Lost against NYCFC at home. A riot, I'm sure. There'll be a couple of fights, I'm sure, that day. And then enter Miami, tie our, our loss. Then you can definitely say, yeah, we're definitely, this team is not going to make 
probably the playoffs. At that point, then you evaluate and see, you know, with with with, with proof, not just with smoke. The other problem is Luis. Look at look at that timetable. Right. You're talking Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday for the next right. two weeks. All massive games. All yeah. arguably rivalry games because Columbus, we have beef with them. We got history with them. It's always a big game against Columbus. So there is, you know, five massive games in a row here. And yeah. I mean, out of those five, like we got to win two or three to at least keep ourselves in that sort of playoff range where we are now. So if we lose four out of five, <laughs> you know, like we're, we're going to be down there at the bottom regardless. Yeah. So as much as it was last season, a crucial month, I mean, sorry, last season, last month, you know, looking at April was crucial. May is like even more crucial for Oscar season. And, and, and really will dictate whether we, or up or down, you know, like where we're going to end up. You know, um, I have a feeling that if that's the case, you know, um, and let's say Orlando loses all those games, Columbus, New York, Miami, right? And the front office decides at that point, I'm just talking with my magic ball, my magic ball right here. Orlando decides, you know, it's flashing, it's flashing, it's communicating with me. If and they decide, all of this is pure speculation, guys. I mean, whoever tells you that this is true is not true. It's pure speculation. But at that point, if they're ready to pull the plug, at that point, I guarantee you the way they're going to settle it is we're doing the best best for the team, because I've seen I've seen this in many teams all over the world. We're doing those best for the team. And you're going to start seeing the Fabian Loyola's coming in. Hey, one game against, you know, another team. Maybe the, the Freemans. Oh, we're promoting the youth, man. The youth. Right? Because that's when the youth start, like, the youth movement starts. When shit hits the fan, the youth movement starts, man. I mean, you know what I mean? Oh, the youth. It happened with a lot of good teams. Chelsea, too. Mason Mount appeared because of the youth. Yeah, oh, we're promoting the youth, man. You know, same with uh, Alex uh, Alexander Arnold in, in Liverpool. Same thing. So, you know, it, 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 that's what's going to start happening, right? And at that point, then, yeah, we'll throw the season away. But it's too soon, I feel, to just truly decipher this. We have to see what happens against Charlotte, which is tomorrow at seven o'clock, and then see what they can do against Columbus. If we see that they beat Columbus in Columbus. You can maybe, I mean, I will breathe just a deep breath, like, right? Crap. All right. And let's but, see what but we But does that really tell us anything? Because that's what every, all the games is win, loss, win, loss, right? So yeah, I feel like we need to win like three in a row for me to be like, of okay, course. This is, I, I agree. we're out of I this funk. You. you know what I mean? Like, as much as one win, like, like it was against the Galaxy, is, is not going to do it. We need, we need a, we need a streak to show that we are here and we need to score goals within that as well. You know, like that's the real thing. There's, there's such a lack of even these wins we have, it's like one nil two win. Like there's, we have not blown a team out the water and scored four or five at all this season. And yeah. it's got to happen at some point you would hope, or, or maybe it never will. Now, do you feel Paula, there are game changers for this team? Like a player that comes in and just changes the pace of the game. We have seen Dagger 
change the pace of, of the game. Right, because we come from Kaka, right? Nani. Nani. Now, do we have a game changer in Orlando currently? I feel like Mauricio off the bench. Uh, Pereira, could do a job yeah, off the that. bench. Yeah. But I don't want to start can... Mauricio. Don't get this twisted. We didn't. We didn't lose. No, no, no. Mauricio. We're talking about super sub right <laughs> yeah, now. Super John. We're talking about Mauricio super sub. <laughs> no, no. Um, no I, I think Mauricio can be a super sub, and then um, Gonzalez and, and Dagger can be a, a game changer right there. I'm gonna say something that's probably not people are gonna, not gonna like, but I, I have to say it because I feel like this could be it too. A lot of the players that we've signed from South America come from small clubs. Banfield, mm -hmm. Enrique, small club in Argentina. Great fan base, no doubt. They're not used to contending for championships. Gaston Gonzalez, Union de Santa Fe, playing for relegation in Argentina right now. Not used to winning championships. Angulo, I'm just happy to get to play the game right now. I'm making the best out of my time because in Palmeiras, I was pretty much shunned. They, they, lo they loaned me. There you go. Then Duncan Maguire, why is he maybe excelling mentally? He come from winning a, a freaking individual accomplishment in his college career. Then you have who else? Felipe. Felipe, you know, also come from shun from Austin. Then you have Martin Ojeda. Godoy Cruz, another team that doesn't contend for anything in Argentina. So what is the repetitive here? Yes, these are players that are diamonds in the rough. But you can see mentally sometimes they lack that bite so maybe we need i mean at this team with nani in it nani has won champions league playing in sporting lisboa huge team in portugal manchester united like one of the best years in manchester united so knows when the seed is hot and there's a hot potato he'll bite the potato out you know what i'm saying He'll grab it and bite it and try to fix the situation. That's probably what's missing. You know, that, 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 that. even Galese comes from a small and club. Ojeda should be those guys. Like, that's exactly. The they're, not, they're not those guys, but they're not acting like those guys, but they are the guys on the squad who are responsible for, for pulling the team up when it's down, right? Like, and that, I think that's really what hurt this week. And we could talk about it all day long, but. There was no fight in that second half. When those two goals went in, it just looked like we kind of... And that's, for me, what's really up. The other games, when we go down, we're trying to fight back and claw back into it. This one, we didn't see that. And that sends alarm bells for me about the squad and the team and the way where we are right now. Is If they don't fight, then... I don't know how you motivate that, right? Like, how does Oscar get them to fight again in the next game? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we'll see. I, I just feel like, you know, that's... I've been thinking about it this whole this whole weekend, thinking about this. 
You know, sorry, Paula. I know that you're probably like, you know, this guy, like, you know. No, no, it because I laugh because I, mean, I, I was be, like, thinking so about no, 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 and and I've been thinking about the game as well. Like I, I'm laughing because I'm not the only one. Like crap, why we lost this way? We were not playing on Saturday. That's the reality. So that's why I laugh. I'm like, I'm with you. Like. What just happened? Yeah. But yeah. Every time I think about this game, you know that meme where it's like the yeah um, this song where it's like "Hello darkness, my old friend." It's yeah, really sad darkness, with the rain on the window yeah, and like yeah, your yeah. palm. That's and that's the, how I feel in my with the, with the yes, coffee mug yes, and everything is in fire. That's what I'm thinking. It's like <laughs> that's oh, me. That's oh, me. You know, it's just always well, sort of, when that when that own goal went in. That's what was playing in my in my head. Well, Mo, Mo wrote a comment says, I agree. If there is one thing we do, start Duncan. Let him press. He has the energy and drive. Kara can go at the most 45 minutes pressing, so give him the last 30. There you go. Good assessment. Thank you, sir. Mo, again, some responsibility has to be on the players. I agree wholeheartedly. KC went to Seattle and beat Seattle because Seattle was meh at home. Casey got sick and tired of being a joke. It's 50% mental. I agree. It is. It is. Is uh is this Mauricio Pereira's Smurf account? Are you are you Maybe. like a ghost account for Mauricio? Is this Mo? <laughs> is it Mo? him? But he's like, yeah, it was them. I wasn't on the field. Blame them, I swear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, it's because but... he was called Mo. And they called Mauricio Pereira Mo. Yeah, so. I agree on the car thing 100%. I think that he, especially away from home, you got to start Duncan because Cara, Cara has about, he'll give you about 40 minutes of him trying and then he, and then he stops. Yep. And then we'll, we'll talk about um, what's coming tomorrow. Let's look at Charlotte's lineup and then we'll do the Orlando City lineup before we go. Um, Charlotte, um, I found out this. Charlotte did just come from beating. New York NYCFC, I may add. And with a brace of that man that I'm telling you guys, and I will keep repeating his name, Enzo Copetti. He was the top striker in the Argentinian league. He come from Racing. They paid a lot of money for this guy, and the guy is delivering. And he is, Racing is contending for important things in the Argentinian league. They always contend at least, you know, top five. They, they don't go below top five in in they always qualified with Copa Libertadores so uh the dudes knows how to win and you know he he's become more used to the system and look, he's already delivering three two uh you know against New York City FC and they play head-to-head -head. I mean 11 shots for them 10 for NYCFC Passing accuracy almost identical, eighty-five to eighty-one. You know, so don't don't sleep on Charlotte. And for what I know, and they they've told me colleagues is that Charlotte's gonna go with the eighteen. It's not like they're gonna do. Oh, we're gonna do a mix-up. No, they're gonna go for the eighteen because they feel that they they could be they could be the Orlando of this upcoming season for the U.S. Open Cup. I mean, we showed the way, right? Having right. a bad MLS season, go win an Open Cup. It's a lot of fun. Give it a try, yeah. right? And, so and, maybe and, Charlotte and won a bit of that. Right. And and why? Because they have players that are on the up and up. Kalina has been um, 
um, kind of monitored by teams in Europe, the keeper, uh, Chelsea being one of them. Uh, there's other other players also. Also, they have this kid Gaines, which he was troublesome for us in a 4-4-2 formation against Orlando recently. They have also the center back Malanda. He was also quite uh, good against Orlando. And then, oh, look here, left wing, new acquisition, 34-year-old, former Orlando City Lion, Justin Maram. Yes, Justin Maram, 34-year-old. And he doesn't like, apparently he has a beef with Orlando. Right. Yeah, we we got beef with you, Justin. Get out of here. Nobody there you likes go. you. So he's gonna he 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 he's potentially gonna start against Orlando, guys. Right? You know, and then you got you know Sudursky and then Enzo Copetti, right? And now um I don't know. I, I mean, yes, there's a is a good team with some good players. Um and like Mo said, it's mental, 50%. Mental. So, I mean, Antonio Carlos, Robin Jensen, we, in my opinion, we have a better center back doing than they do. In the mid, we have Araujo, we have Cartagena, we have better defensive midfielders than they do at that point. Up top, that's where we lose, in my opinion, because they got, I think, two very dynamic number nines, uh, and we're not being able to capitalize. Then we have Facundo Torres, which should be 30 million times better than Justin Merrim. I mean, you know what I mean? It's comparing, um, I don't know. It's comparing, um, I don't know, a, a a ring from, you know, a diamond ring with a, I don't know, tungsten carbide or I don't know, something some, some that is not a, a ring, uh, a diamond, right? So I'm telling you, I mean, this is a winnable game for Orlando, but it's all about here. And let's hope that, that that happens. I don't know. What are your thoughts, your first impressions out of the, the 11 for, for uh, Charlotte? I mean, I think it depends who turns up from us, right? They're not that great. So I, I think that we can beat them for sure if we turn up and play to our ability and mentally are in the game. If we play we like we need- did against LA, sure. But if we yeah. play like we did against Montreal, no way. They'll, they'll beat us. So it we depends need, which Orlando City turns up. We need to score for, first. That's my opinion. We need to score first, press in the mid, so Enzo doesn't get the, the ball, and score, score first. To now, win this game. Uh, now Enzo's going to go against Antonio Carlos and Robin Jensen, and I think our, you know, they, they're going to have to be on him, right? And But also not to be so... And I'm gonna say, don't be stupid to follow him in the box because he. Oh yeah, for sure. He's a good striker from great shot from distance. He he's thrown free kicks in Argentina and scored. So you don't want to, you know, you want to play smart. Now, um, when it comes to Orlando City, right? Uh, what what are we gonna line up? Right, that's the <laughs> that's uh, something that uh, we definitely could discuss um, to close the the show. Um, tonight and i want to thank everyone for uh your support and uh thank you so much again um let's see obviously uh i've i have a feeling uh, just like the movie trolls 
have a feeling that um, Orlando is going to line up their A team. I, I, I have something tells me, but you guys, you know, you, we can start with Paola, who in, in the in the defense, who would you have um, as your, or you guys could discuss now, just plug it in for you guys. Um, Galese for sure. Yeah, Galese. We're not going to see Mason, right? No. No, I and I think Galese is not going to yeah. let Oscar do that. I don't I know. Think, I feel I think, that Galese think, uh, wants to be there. Mason is a luxury that. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly to say, if if we were in better form, I would put Mason in, but. Of course. We're not like in good if form. We, like so like if we. Say it there. Right. If we were maybe fourth in the East, comfortably, right? <laughs> yeah. Comfortably, comfortably yeah. fourth or third in the East, you know. Let's you give know? him a shot in the US right. Open Cup. At that point, yeah, Galese, mm-hmm. go go rest, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, but we're not in that level. Like, I think the US Open Cup, it's, it's the only thing we got right now, my friends. It mm-hmm. sucks that we drew yeah. an MLS team in this first round. I was really hoping yeah. to be able to play some of these younger players against because like, we have a bad juju yeah, like, the, like the pittsburgh river yeah. like, like well we like did we, we skipped around because we qualify out of that which is I know. great but yeah it's like, but still we don't get i want to play those lower league you know games but like the like rowdies that's, that's like yeah like that's a lot of fun for me in the cup is playing these teams that aren't mls teams right like it, it, part of the cup in other countries i don't know if this relates back to to you guys, but in, in England, part of the, a lot of excitement of the cup is yeah. like those big teams, little teams. Dream so, matches. Dream yeah, matches. and like playing teams are going to like little stadiums and sort of having that like, you know, anybody can win it mentality. And yeah, I enjoy those games against the lower team. And plus you get to run out some of your, you know, your Look, other players in the squad, which we're not able to do in this. This just feels like an MLS game. Let's be honest. Orlando it just feels City. like an MLS game right now. Orlando City should do a throwback game. Throw it back. Let's go back to the I4 ESPN. Derby. ESPN Werewolf Sports. Oh God, never. Why not? Never with go the... back. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I remember with the cup. Oh, you got your I have cup. All the colors. I have all you the got colors. your cup ready. You'll be good. I have to all go the ahead. colors. You know, my my wife wanted to throw it away, <laughs> but I got all the colors. And all the colors, um, and uh, we should do a throwback, you know, with the throwback throwback kids against the Rowdies, ESPN Warriors. That'd be man, that'd be sellout. That'd be a sellout. Remember, we did have some open ca- uh, open cup games in the past that were played up at Seminole, yeah. like against minor yeah. opposition, or we played them, yeah. you know, like at Osceola. So it could be a lot of fun. This game actually at Charlotte is not at their stadium. Yeah, it's at a. It's that they're like. <laughs> Crown Legacy Stadium, I think, right there. Yeah, that's where the, the MLX the Next Pros, the B team, like, um, like us, nice. like their equivalent of, of Osceola. So, okay, so um, I guess we'll go Antonio Carlos Jensen. Absolutely. Are you going to put, um, you know, I'll be surprised if they bring uh, some people from OCB. Uh, I think Santos should be in this one. Okay. I I think too. I was thinking I about Santos for sure. Okay, so you're gonna put Santos here in holiday. Yep. Yep, that's probably a good idea. That's probably hunt on holiday. By the way, I think Rowdy's got eliminated for the Open Cup. Yeah, no. Oh yeah, I thought yeah. that they were there. I'm like, Luis, you're confusing me. I think 
They yeah, got they done. Put those rowdies. Put those rowdies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really hate them. <laughs> you hate them? Let, let us like to okay, stay, okay. Let us stay for the really rowdies. Feel, real, we should you know? no. I think like, I, on I, their like, jerseys, it's like Miami. I really hate rowdies in Miami. But a lot. But, Ralph's mob, man. Saw life. Hashtag saw life. I never understood saw life. Luis, isn't that your home team now, right? Aren't you out there in the Ralph's no, country? No, like, <laughs> I mean, no, man. I am, I am very, I'm Orlando all the way, man. Like, I've gotten offered, yeah, to cover the Rowdies. Yeah, they've, they've gone, they've, they've called, they've sent me an email. Hey, you want to cover our, the Rowdies? You know, say, no, I already covered What you said. Way. The comment oh, that Victor Sanchez no, said. I'm just kidding. Putos rowdies. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I, I, what I've said is, um, you know, no. Yeah, thank you. You know, we'll, we'll we'll discuss later on, maybe at some point. Where at the moment we're 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 just Orlando. You know. And, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. At least they converted their baseball stadium into an actual soccer stadium yeah. now. You know, New York haven't got to that point yet. They're yeah. they're still waiting on that. Yeah. Plus, yeah, but you know. You know, their fans are probably they're crazy, you know, and uh, and they're a salt life like they, you know, they go and they just like to be salty. You know, I, I, I don't I don't I like to shower. I like fresh water. You know, I don't like salt. You know, I, <laughs> I have salt in my salad. But uh, uh, Paolo, uh, who do you want to put in this midfield? <laughs> I would say let's put. um uh dagger there dagger dan oh man that'd be that is so nice if that happens i really don't you will be a happy john tomorrow. i was in my head being like yeah we're gonna rotate for this game and then as soon as luis was like yeah charlotte's just gonna play their first team i was like oh well, well now we have to play ours yeah, charlotte's gonna play their first team i mean that because because they, they don't they know like... that you're supposed to rotate your team in the cup don't they understand the rules of the cup and that's the way it's supposed to go no they just want to win it put araujo in the other side <laughs> yeah. araujo araujo yeah. Yeah. yeah so so you so no love for for cartagena then i mean i want to see dagger there uh, Raul, uh, Raul. Yeah, Cartagena, I, I, he didn't like have a good see, game against Charlotte. Yeah. I think the entire squad, the entire squad. Yeah, Cartagena yeah. came up with. I mean, I'll be honest Arto with you. I mean, the first. I, I, I mean, the first few. Yeah, I mean, the first thirty minutes, Cartagena was great, but then he yeah, also then, gave, a, gave away the ball. He gave. Away I the think ball. he could confuse the uniform yeah. or something. I was like, yeah. "What are you doing?" Uh, yeah, so, it's yeah. because it's because he cannot multitask. I'll be honest. He's he's a one-dimensional player. No, he's a one-dimensional player. When I say one-dimensional, is because you give him one task, and that's the he, only thing that he can do. Okay. Like, and the thing is, he was trying to cover gaps, mm-hmm. and then when you when you force him to cover gaps, even when that's he played when... in Peru, he's never excelled. I'll be honest okay. with you. I mean, I, I'm being completely honest. And look, he's Peruvian, and people are gonna say, "Oh my God!" You know? No, I'm being no, you're being realistic. I'm being realistic, man. He just he just can't multitask now. Dagger Dan. And that you know, you we've seen them that he can go in the attack, he can go and run and defend. I mean, and I feel like he has that that aura of like he wants to be more than just a sub, right? And it just gives yeah. me that vibe. He works hard, man. That's for me. Like if you watch, like he he's running, like he's and a box to box player. They have to have that in the locker, right? And I think you said it. Like Cartagena is 
there's times where he's not where he should be at all. Yeah, so he, he tried to cover Smith a lot. Yeah, so. I, mean, I did feel for him in that game. I think it wasn't. I don't blame him. He, it, you no. know, necessarily, but he didn't have a good one. And like Dagger Dad's got to get a shot at some point. Surely this is the game. So he, th- this is the this is the 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 time for Dagger to shine. And and I will put Gaston on the um in front of Santos, and I will put Enrique in front of Holiday, and in the mid in the middle. Torres to you know keep him there and then in the front I will put um Duncan. Yeah, I'm all about that plan. I like this lineup a lot. See, there's a couple additions, you know, some guys that are given a chance, like Dagadan and Gaston, but and Santos, right? Some we starts probably, there that we haven't seen, but most yeah. of it is the core of the squad, which right. Uh, so Araujo, Dagardan, and I, I would also say subs in this one. Like I would love to see um, Fabiola come on as a sub. Freeman, we can Freeman come on. Yeah, as a we sub. can see Freeman. You know, I think Felipe will come on at some point if he doesn't get a start. Um, I, you know, any of these guys that are in or around the edge of the fringe of the squad should be getting minutes, whether they start or brought off the bench in this game. And they would have been told, like, hey, the Open Cup's a chance for you. You know, we'll give you, we'll give you a shot in the Open Cup. So they better get it. That's all I'm saying. You, you would go. put Ojeda in, in, the, in that spot instead of Enrique, um, Luis? I guarantee you. This is going to be a squad. I feel, I, I feel Pareja is going to put the, the, eight, the eight squads. And, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's making some rotations, but they're not, like, awfully like different from the first team i think you know car from mcguire is arguably a first team switch anyway right I yeah would, i would bring mcguire right. back in i agree wholeheartedly um, you know i think angulo could sit he's not been sat for a long time so i think gaston even is though highly I'm, likely to see gaston I, yeah and i don't think even angulo is gonna be in, like in the bench I think he's going to put him on, but I'm going to be optimistic and think that Gaston will be starting tomorrow. Because think... he needs he needs time in the bench. He needs to rest. Yeah. And also, Angulo is... He seems to be, you know, going the wrong way. Like, he, he's getting a lot of chances, but he's wasting a lot of chances, you know? Yeah, I it's hate like when a lot he goes and dribbles the ball inside of the box mm. and he doesn't, yeah. per- like, you know... I'm like, stop doing that, dude. Just pass the ball or shoot it. He had no. a great chance against Montreal in the beginning. And it was like a little bit outside of that back post. But yeah, I hate that John too when he started to dribble in the 1v1. Now, another thing is uh, regarding Santos. He's another player that just like Angulo was shunned out of his Brazil-like team. So he he's been on loan after loan. He's unwanted, and then the Orlando deal came as a perfect time for her, perfect timing for him, essentially. Uh, so so Santos um, again, you know, a player that needs a lot of things. He needs to be. He needs to prove if he's going to start in in this game. He needs to eat that wing. He I needs to prove he can defend as well. Exactly. Like, exactly. Uh, he actually shows good signs of being an attacking left back. It's mm-hmm. whether he can be a defensive left back is the question. Correct. 
Yeah, let's read some comments. Joshua Tall. Hey, everyone. Hopefully, we'll beat Charlotte tomorrow. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you so much for watching us. That will be great for Orlando City to play their A team. That's right. Putos rowdies. Victor Sanchez. Uh, no me gusta putos rowdies. They don't even understand. F them and the other haters. I don't give a damn. I I, I cannot say uh, that word because that sounds know, we, familiar. Where's that from? The, I think that's a chant. That's yeah, that's, that's a chant. chant. It's a, a chant. chant. It is. I've never. Yeah, sung that. Is. No, I've never sung that. No, I would never. I would never I'll sing never. such a terrible, terrible song. But the route is just just have their own their own song too. Oh, does it is the same? Just switch the the words. That let me rowdy. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> Dale campeón. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, give a chance to Gaston. <laughs> give a chance to Gaston. Yeah. Oh, cringe. Oh, Dale be rowdy. It's crazy. I love that. Hey, you never know, man. You know, people, you know, you know how everyone copies England, man, for their chance. Like now everyone, like when they don't, when they don't copy forever blowing bubbles, for example. Why? Why doesn't do that? No one. Nobody. Orlando, everyone likes the Premier League, but they don't want to. They don't want to be like English right? fans. They want to be well, different. Right. From forever blowing bubbles. Why they don't sing forever blowing bubbles? They they copy. Uh, you never walk alone. All everyone. You know what? Uh, something I would love to see us do is kind of what Minnesota did, and a lot of UK teams do it, where you kind of adopt a song, and then that right. song Wonder, gets played. Like Wonder they have Wonderwall, and like you know. Uh, you know, like you talk about forever blowing bubbles and never walk alone, and like so. There's so like if we could find a, a for song us would be uh, us that we you know sang or everybody sang around the stadium. Like, I know it. That would be really cool. With your lips and seal, we're gonna run. You're toxic, toxic. <laughs> I'm addicted to you, but you know that you're toxic. There you go. That's <laughs> There you go. That's perfect. There you go. Perfect. Let's uh, sing that. I yeah. mean, I, I'm surprised. <laughs> there's so many. There's so many good bands in Orlando. There was, and also, you know, oi bands. You know, British rock, like street rock bands. You know, punk, hardcore. I'm surprised that no one can write aside of Coalside, which they wrote as a team from Mel, uh, a band from Melbourne, uh, Florida. They wrote a song about Orlando. I haven't seen, I haven't heard anyone else write another song about Orlando. And they don't, and the, and the, even the, 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 the supporter section doesn't adopt those songs. Uh, I think that they should be, I don't know, it's just, it needs to be a little different. I don't know. I mean, Miami, they don't have the team, but some of their chants is pretty much copy and paste from the Argentinian. So league. years ago, and I don't know if you remember this or not, Louise, we used to play a song called Start Wearing Purple at like halftime. Yeah, Start Wearing Purple. And that kind of was a little bit of a thing and some people were into it, but no, I never but really took what? off. Is, is it copyrighted or something? Well, because it would be, could... yeah, yeah. But like, that doesn't matter. Like, fans can sing yeah, copyrighted they can song. Sing, There's yeah, nothing they could do about that. It's just you have to like get the rights to. I don't know how Minnesota do it, but it also has to happen organically, right? You can't, you can't force these kind of things. You can't. Yeah, like, like please let not be sweet Caroline, right? Uh, like that. Please, that's kind of something that that happened organically for the England team, right? They just right. So it's not these things happen to. You know, right. but it would be cool if we had a thing too. like that, a song or a 
chant or something that was was uniquely us and wasn't you know because all of our chants are you know the same chants as everyone else right apart yeah. from some which we do have unique ones we do so we are going to start with our, our against Charlotte, the game against Charlotte with Galese up as our number one goalkeeper. Then Holiday, Antonio Carlos, Jensen, and Santos. Two in the middle, uh, Araujo as your six, Dagardan as your eight, and then as your number 10, Facundo Torres. On the left wing, Gaston Gonzalez. On the right wing, Martino Aera. And right up top, top striker, Duncan Maguire. That would be, I mean, it's a good squad. Let's just see, you know, we, we need to see bite, guys. You need, we need to see, you know, we need to definitely give it to them. You know, this is the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, it's, it's a good chance for us to definitely get another banner in the stadium, right, uh, Paola? Hopefully we get another ring. You never know. Yeah, another ring. That's right. You know, talking about the rings, those aren't really nice. They are. They're really nice, man. And the pendant, too. They were selling instead of the ring, it was a pendant. They're selling the, or... the pendant? Yeah, like a, a, like a collar. Yeah. Um, uh, the Orlando City logo. Instead of a ring, it's just the logo on top. It was really, oh, really interesting, nice. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to sell the, the replica rings? So everybody comes in like 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 Green Lantern. They're gonna come with their. Like, I don't think shoes. those are replica. Like <laughs> it's a real like they're real. No 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 no. I know I know they're real rings. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying for the fans, right? Because I, I heard a lot of fans wonder if the replica like they want rings, replica rings. Yeah. Well, they're no. selling them, but they're three hundred fifty dollars. So man, no man, I'd rather it's buy. Not many, yeah, that's a bit too. At pricey. least when you're wearing them, you your finger doesn't turn green. Like, can they make one? Like, remember in the '90s, those cereal boxes where you get like the little rings inside of them? Could they make plastic, one that's like plastic a really one? cheap plastic? A ring, like, a ring pop, a ring yeah, pop. Yeah, like a ring pop version of that would be, you know, that's like five bucks and will just fall wow. apart. But oh, my pocket good, is right? designed. I will buy a ring pop. That's funny. Well. <laughs> To you know, to close to close the show, and I appreciate. I know that it went a little far, but you know, we do have to say that there is a team in Orlando that is w with back-to-back -back wins, uh, which is the Orlando Pride. Yay, the Orlando Woo! Pride! Two back-to-back. -back, you know, it, you know, it, home win, first home win. Yeah, it took it took time for them to gel, but it feels like there's a lot of uh, you know people call it a rebuild, but individually, I think all the all the women in this in this team are just uh, fantastic players, and you know definitely when they promoted uh, Seb Hines and and Giles Barnes, I think it was the the right way to do it. Um, they fired Ian Fleming, they added Haley Carter, uh, so it just started seeing. Uh, a shift and i think now everything is meshing they have to me uh the daryl dk of the nwsl which is messiah bright uh, i'm gonna say it she is a beast she's a fantastic player also summer yates is another a very exciting player carrie abello coming off the bench as well uh ali watt i mean you name it uh taisa rice also from from brazil um I mean, you got a, a lot of rookies, but Seb Hines said uh, after their win, it's mentality, right? A mentality of, you know, just keep pressuring, keep going, keep attacking. 
you know, to step up in moments in which you need to step up, which is completely, you know, think about it. It's just surreal talking about a team like this and then talking about Orlando losing against Montreal, right? So, you know, it, it is it is mentality. Uh, there is uh, always uh, with this team a change of mindset. They beat San Diego in Snapdragon Stadium. That was the first win. Um, there's a first team that actually beats uh, San Diego in their home stadium. So, it's a very historic night. Um, I'm so proud of, you know, the women of the Orlando Pride. I mean, they're they're phenomenal. I encourage everyone to go and support them. Uh, go to their games. Um, I mean, you guys, won't, it's going to be action-packed. I mean, they have phenomenal players. And also, I want to say congratulations to Julie Doyle. She signed, uh, re-signed, she re-signed with the team, a two-year contract. Phenomenal striker. She's right now going through a nagging injury, but she'll be back uh, hopefully Hopefully, by the end of May, she should be back uh, with uh, a team that it's actually winning, right? Um, doing really good in the NWSL. So it's very impressive what they did against Racing Louisville. They could have gone up uh, in the scoreboard like two or three times. It was complete domination uh, from uh, from beginning to end. Uh, so, uh, so happy that relationships are being built now uh, with with this team. So, uh, definitely exciting times for the to be an Orlando Pride fan. And uh, you know they have their tailgate too, Paula. Orlando Pride. Maybe you should do a tailgate sometime. We might. Yeah, there I you need go. to. I need to share my love to the Pride. <laughs> yeah, that's Just right. That I'm, bi- I'm too busy, right. but I'm I'm gonna pull it off for for the Pride. They lower the tickets to five dollars and four cents on I May the fourth. I saw. Oh, that's but that's great. not the issue. It's just time. But I will make time for the pride. Don't worry. There, there you go, guys. But um, anyways, I wanted to thank uh, Paola and John for being with me today. Uh, I know John had a, you know, pull pull a fast one, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, straight. He, literally ran in the yeah, door. Literally, yeah. So. That's that's phenomenal. Um, and uh, I want to give thanks to Joshua Tall, Victor Sanchez, Mo. Thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, if you're listening to this live, don't forget to subscribe to our channel. We're on YouTube, uh, Latin Pride Orlando. And also, we got a little hiccup with Facebook. Um, <laughs> we got a, a huge hiccup with Facebook. I don't know why, uh, what's going on, but uh, we may have to change the page. So um, just there'll be news about that in our social media. But um, thank you for all your support. And vamos Orlando, guys. Vamos Orlando. Hopefully it was a win tomorrow. Have a good one, guys. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our Purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando and on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening and vamos Orlando.